2: life comes when you simply refuse to give up. On a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation. I mean like, no one has the power to shatter your dreams unless you give it to them. Yeah, I go from tragedy to majesty The victory has been woven into my tapestry My adversary's not cut from the same flag as me That's why the champion's gonna be who it has to be This ain't the type of opportunity that just appears I made it here because I shed blood, sweat, and tears To get the title I forever have my sights on This is where I become an American icon If you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a champion
3: Uh, What's
0: up, y'all? King of
3: Underground
0: Media. Welcome to a Thursday night. Another special day, special time show. Usually we have turntable Thursdays on Thursday night, but tonight we are doing the King of Underground Media show, hosted by yours truly, T-Rex. Salute to everybody from the Live by Terrence Network, the Hype Magazine, College Underground Radio, family, friends, strangers, Thank you all for tuning in. Follow us on the social media pages. Check out our website at www.livebyterrence.com. You can hear our shows. You can see our posts. Blog is a one-stop shop. We built that for that reason for our fans and supporters to go to that page there to look up everything that we have going on. In the podcast world and also in our daily lives, it's very important to stay connected, especially staying connected to something positive and, and people that, that you can uh, feed off of. And they always say, always surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. I believe in that statement because not only that makes you better, it also helps the people that that's helping you as well to feel appreciated knowing that someone is willing to learn and and, and surround themselves with smarter people. That way you become smarter, then you have your circle, and then, you know, you just keep passing that knowledge down. We have a good show tonight. We have a special guest, no stranger to the network at all. So we we have that interview coming up in just a moment. But before we get everything kicked off, we do have a special tribute that's also coming up on tonight's show, and I'm sure we're going to play it again on the Tailgate Cruise Show this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time with the main event. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that. But we're going to play a quick song. We're going to come back on, and we're going to rock with the King Underground Media, T-Rex, on the Live by Terrence Network.
2: And- Mighty Mo, yeah. grab a demon by his throat and sling him back to the piece of hell where he gotta go. I can't count my haters, but I know I got a lot of folks waiting just to see me fall down, but ain't gonna have that much mind strong, just like the pack I used to Okay. God's word is the only tool that I'm strapped with yeah. Only shooting knowledge, want to test it, get your cap pill It's gonna blow your brains out and make you do a backflip All you're gonna see is yellow tape, cause I killed the uh-huh. thing Pharisees hating on me now, cause they don't know what I mean Spirit got me high, uh-huh. feeling like I'm on the roof, man Call me O.J. Simpson with his word, I got the juice, man All around, I rock boots, man mm-hmm. Sunday morning, I might pop up in a suit, man. That boy swag spitting like he ain't got no tooth, man. I take a sip of God's word and get a boost, man. I got the juice. I got the juice. I got the juice. I got the juice, man. I got the juice. I got the juice. I got the juice. I got the juice, man. Okay, juice, man juice, man. Tell me what you're sippin'. Okay. Just ran through the book of Titus. Now I'm on Philemon. Okay. I was feeling weak until uh-huh. I got on that Philippian. Now I got my strength back. feeling like the man again. good. Tim Booth with the bucket hat. Call me Gilligan. Blue and yellow polo shirt. Like I coach in Michigan. Okay. Wake up Sunday. Put me on a suit just like the river. Okay. Before I leave, I drop down on my knees. Just got the river. I got juice like OJ. Ain't talk about no top counter. I'm covered in that crimson blood light road tie. Alabama, what God did for me, bruh He can do the same for you, too okay. Can't mix this with the Lord Moses Straight shots of this great juice All year round, I rock boots, man Sunday morning, I might pop up in a suit, man That boy swag spittin' like he ain't got no tooth, man I take a sip of God's word and get a boost, man I got the juice, I got the juice, I got the juice yeah.
0: Yeah, welcome back to King of Underground Media. That was my blood, my cuz Byron Carter with Juice Man. Definitely salute him. God bless you, man, and your family. Now it is time to bring on a special guest that's been on the show many times. And she is gracing us tonight with a brand new single that she was gonna be she's gonna be releasing online. We're going to welcome Spectra Music Group's recording artist, D'Amber Renee. How you doing tonight?
4: Hey, hey, how you
5: doing?
0: I'm doing well. It's always an honor to have you on. You you have been on at least four or five times on this show, and uh, we are grateful to have you on again tonight.
4: Well, thank you all for having me. I'm super excited. I always love to be on Live by Terrence. Shout out <laughs> to the station.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's talk about this brand-new single that you're going to be releasing tomorrow called Uh, Mm A-GAME. Tell us about this project and and how you came up with the concept.
4: Okay. um, Well, the project, all in all, is um, entitled Press Play, and it's kind of me coming into my own. Um, I've been doing music for about four years now, and, you know, as a new artist, you kind of try a little bit of everything, you know, just to find your niche or niche or whatever, and mm-hmm. I think I finally found it. Um, and I'm super excited for everybody to hear the project, definitely. My new single, A Game, will be dropping tomorrow on iTunes and Google Play for download. So y'all make sure y'all go cop that. Um, but the song itself is about, um, it's about a girl and a guy. And pretty much the guy is trying to, you know, pursue the woman. And she's just like, you're not going to come up to me, you know, half-stepping. You got to give it your all. And that's pretty much what A-game is. Like, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a relationship per se. It could be your schoolwork. It could be at your job. Um, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, anything, a, a game, you know, you're getting ready for your football game, a basketball game. And no matter what you do, you always want to bring your A-game. You always want to put your best foot forward. So that's pretty much what the song is about. And I had so much fun recording it, writing it. Shooting
0: the mm-hmm. video for y'all make sure y'all go check that out on youtube it's the amber oh, yeah. renee a game it's hot definitely oh yeah. oh yes and also you can check it out on the website as well we have it there as well youtube oh yes yeah. <laughs> we definitely like the video um where did you shoot the video
4: um, we actually shot the video in Atlanta, um, and that was really exciting, too. We got to use the drones, and, you know, okay. you meet a lot of great people on set. So it was really, really fun. It was definitely, it was hot, too. You can't forget that. It was so hot. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs>
4: so hot. Oh, yeah,
0: you know, you know how it is down here in the south during, during, the, oh, during yes. the summertime.
4: <laughs> oh, yes. But well, we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Now I know you have uh your project called press Play uh what mm-hmm. can we expect from that uh I know we we uh you have been on on our station for a couple of years now, and we have seen the maturity mm-hmm. and the growth of the amber renee so tell- uh, just tell us oh, about the press you. play project and uh mm-hmm. and, and what can we expect from that?
4: Well, definitely it's a lot of new music on there um and mm-hmm. the song like I said, it was me pretty much finding myself um finding my own sounds and it's a little bit of r&b it's hip-hop it's pop it's urban it's some of everything and it's something on there for everybody so nobody's going to feel left out and i think everybody's really going to enjoy um what i brought to the table definitely
0: now do you have a release date for that yet
4: i don't um we don't have one set in stone just yet we're still getting everything together for it um but definitely be looking out because it's definitely going to be soon and I am i cannot express enough how excited I am to release it. Like, I'm super, super excited about it.
0: <laughs> we are, too. Uh, definitely, definitely. We are super excited as well. Now, progressing to this new album, um, how mm-hmm. do you view yourself now? And, and how do you see the differences in, in not only yourself, but also in your music?
4: Um, Well, definitely, um, like you said, I have definitely matured um, over the years. Mm -hmm. I have a, I don't want to say, like, my sound is just, like, one thing. Because before, you know, when I first started doing music, I I tried to do pop. And then I switched Mm -hmm. over to R&B, still trying to find my sound. And once I found it, it was like, okay. And I just took off with it, like, just grabbed it and went with it. And I had so much fun with it, like, I think we did maybe, I think one day we did like maybe four songs in one day. Like I was just so into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I think people are going to be surprised when they hear it because they might not expect it. It's like something, it's it's definitely something to look forward to.
0: Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. We have DeAmber Renee on the line. You can call in yeah. at 646-378-0298. We're definitely rocking with a superstar in the R and B field. <laughs> I want to, I want to ask you this question because this question has
3: okay.
0: has been brought to my attention as well. Okay, do you feel or do you think R and B is dead? Because the reason why I say this because now it seems like everything is falling to like the pop genre now, and mm-hmm. I have heard that before, and I always say no, it's not dead, but you know R and B now kind of you know sound more like hip-hop but as for you yeah. your your sound definitely has that r&b feel and that's something that i feel like in the music industry and it and also on mm-hmm. mainstream radio we're missing that sound but we need to get away from that pop and hip-hop and bring some of that that soul and r&b back and that's yeah of the music that you that you are bring to the table
4: well, thank you. Um, I don't think it's dead. I just think people um they they just need to get back, you know, to what it mm-hmm. used to be, like the SWVs and the Monicas and oh, yes. the Invogue, because that's what I grew up on. Tony Braxton, you know, that was R and B, and that's my inspiration. Like I love them. Like I said, thanks to my my father and my mother, you know, I grew up listening to that, so that's what I knew. And people like right. to say I have an old spirit, you know, because I love R and B music. And I kind of used that, um, used their music as inspiration, but I added my own little, you know, twist to it. So mm-hmm. it's a little R&B with DM Renee, you know, flavor to it.
0: Yes, but indeed. I don't yes, indeed.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's dead either. I just mm-hmm. wanted to ask you that because I know you put out so such good music. And we oh, definitely you. want you to continue doing that because we need that music. We need some soulful music because, yes. you know, listening to the radio, is <laughs> just stuff that you just want to turn off, don't want to listen to it yeah. At all.
4: <laughs> yeah, I have those moments. But, you know, like I said, hey, people. once people start hearing it, and, you know, okay, I love that, we need to bring it back. Yeah. Because I have heard, you know, artists who are, who are bringing it back, and I'm just like, okay, this is what we've been missing, let's do it. And I think once mm. they hear press play, they're gonna be like, "Okay, yeah, I'm rocking with that." I'm telling you, it's it's definitely something to look forward to because I'm just, oh my gosh, I can't explain it enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, who who are some of the new artists that you listen to right now?
4: Hmm, I listen to quite a few. Um, I love Seven Streeter. I love her flavor. Mm-hmm. I still listen to Monica though. Um. I listen to, I still listen to Brandy. Mm-hmm. I know she's not new, but that's just something like in my playlist, Aaliyah, um, oh, yes. TLC, like, you know, stuff like that. I still listen to a lot of older music. Not super, super old, but, you know, mm-hmm. 90s R&D music or, you know, something like that. Um, I love Kehlani.
3: Okay. She's a new okay. artist.
4: Yeah. And
0: Janae Aiko, I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that '90s R&B and, and hip hop—that was that was something else. You know, I was a teenager during that time, so I, I, you know I'm gonna oh, yeah. be biased toward that era in a way. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh,
4: look '90s baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I would like for you to introduce your new single that's going to be released tomorrow to us
4: definitely definitely all right y'all this is my new single by yours truly entitled a game so y'all make sure y'all go get that tomorrow and make sure y'all go on livebyterrence.com youtube.com com, and check out the video leave your comments like it share it subscribe to my youtube channel um Everything, y'all just go out support, follow me on all my social media, D Amber Renee. That's D A M B R A R E N E E. Everything is the same, so it's easy to find me. <laughs>
5: You do? And I want it right now. Let me show you what single do. No talking about it. I ain't trying to hear what you saying. Come give it to me right now. Boy, quit playing. What me do? You
0: Welcome back to the King Underground Media. I am T-Rex. That was D'Amber Renee with A-Game. Definitely got to pick that up. It's going to be released tomorrow. Got to get it. Listen to it. We'll play it again before the show is over. Definitely want to give a special thanks to her and her parents for gracing us on the show. We definitely love interviewing great people, talented, positive people that has a vision and goal in life and also to help others. So we definitely salute them for all the hard work that they put in. Tonight, I want to say uh, my prayers and condolences to Quentin Groves' family. Quentin Groves passed away on Saturday last week, last weekend, due to a apparent heart attack, died in his sleep. He was on one of our shows on the network back on August the 27th on the tailgate cruise show hosted by the main event, Jermaine Houston. And I just want to say to to, um, Jermaine, he did a great interview with Quentin Groves, very inspirational, very humble human being. He left us too soon. And we have over a 30-minute interview with him and probably was his last radio interview that he had done before his passing this past Saturday. This is a special airing of the interview that we're going to be playing in just a moment. But before we do that, we have a tradition anytime we are honoring someone that has passed away on our show. We'd like to play this song for them and and also to their family and friends and everyone they touched.
3: How do I
6: tailgate crew my name is jermaine aka the main event and i'm very privileged to have this special guest online with us um part of the 2004 undefeated sugar bowl winning sec championship winning uh auburn tigers um second round draft pick um 2008 nfl draft um auburn great just all around great guy um He was on the watch list for the Bednarik, the Nagurski, and the Ted Hendricks Awards in 2007. Um, Was part of a great defense that spawned off some great draft picks um, off that team as well. Um, Also, the Auburn career sack leader, co-leader with 26 sacks. Um, I give to you Mr. Quentin Groves. Quentin, how you doing today, man?
7: I'm good.
6: I'm good. I can't complain. How y'all doing? Uh, doing great, doing
7: great.
6: The I'm about and about. But yeah, yeah. Now, How are you guys doing? Doing great, man, doing great. Um just it's just an honor to, to have you on the show and to to see you play with a great defense that you play with and the guys that you play with on that defense, Mike Antarius Williams, Travis Williams, uh Will Herring. Uh, Jay Ratliff and Stanley McClover. It, it, how how great was that to play with that team and play for Tommy Tuberville and in that whole that whole time you were there?
7: Well, um, honestly, first things first, I would like to say all those are great names, and like you said, it was a great defense. And the thing that made us so great was um, we all played together. Cause it was, like you said, you couldn't just name one person off that defense. You named a five or six who. Do great things in the NFL. There's also great things in life. But it was it was a, it was a real honor. You had to work for it every day. You knew every day you came to practice that somebody behind you could take your spot at any day if you mess up. So um, you came every day to work. You came every day to practice. You came every day to, to just know um, that your you, your sword is of going to get sharpened because you're going against great guys every day. And if you don't do something right, Don Terry will call you out. If you don't do something proper, us will call you out. If you're not running to the ball, Junior Rose is going to call you out. So it's that accountability that made us so great that we didn't want to let the guy next to us down because we knew he knew what he was going to do. But we did not... We The thing that we, we, we prided ourselves on is uh, the way we played together, the way we swarmed to that ball. And, and, and that, that created a camaraderie with us, man, that lasted a lifetime. And, you
6: know, one of the other things that that we we don't tend to talk about is the brotherhood that defense or a football team, you know, has. What were some of the things that just made, made you guys that much closer other than, other than being on the football field together?
7: Well, we did, well, off the field, we did a lot of things together. You know, we, we played a lot of video games together. We did a lot of, we went to CC's Pizza in Auburn a lot. We, we you know, we partied a lot together, you know, and I know that's not, it's, it's a good thing because you have to let your hair down sometimes, but we did those things together, man. And it's not like one group go this place, the quarterbacks go this place, the defensive line go this place. nah it was the defensive line hanging with the linebackers. It was the linebackers hanging with the running backs, the running backs hanging with the tight ends, the tight ends hanging with the quarterbacks. And so that in itself builds built a camaraderie to say, okay, well, I don't just have to hang with this, my position group. You know, I, I would pick the brains of Ronnie Brown. I would pick the brains of Trey Smith and those guys to see what holes they're looking at. You know, being a young, a young guy, you have to understand that. Okay, well, I know what I have to do on defense, but once I learned what I have to do, with what they do on offense and how they're trying to attack me, that helped me to get become that much better. And those guys share the information willingly because they knew at the end of the day it's, we had one goal, and that one goal was to win, win football games.
6: You know, and when, when you when you first came to Auburn, you were you were three you were. A three, a three-point stance defensively, and by your senior year, right. you were standing up as a, as an outside linebacker. What right. what position did you think was better for you?
7: As long as I was on the field, that was my thing. I, I told Coach, I told Muschamp that, I told Coach Price that, I told Tuberville that, I told Jake Chizik that, I told David Gibbs that. Um, all the coordinators—they're like, "Well, Quentin, what do you want to do? You want to stand up? You want to put your hand on the ground?" I just say, "Put me on the field." And I will make plays, and that's what I wanted. And so they put me in different positions to make plays. I never had a preference of three point, two point, standing up, in, no. I just wanted to play football, and that was my biggest thing: is just playing football and being the, the most dominant player I could be. Now we
6: know that you were, we know that you play defensive end, but in high school mm-hmm. you were a tight end. <laughs> um, R-
3: do
6: right, you, right, right. pre- you have a preference on on what side of the ball you want to play it play on at the next level? Or? It was destined for you to be a defensive
7: um, guy. It yeah, for me. Offense got a lot of a shine, but they were pretty much to me they were pre-Madonnas. You know, they never got, they never really liked to get hit. They never really wanted to go through two days. And they always were like the last ones to come on practice field. You know, it, it was it was that type of thing. You know, and and I was like, yo, I'm, that's not me. I'm not that. Yo, just give me a pair of cleats, a football helmet, some shoulder pads, and I'm straight. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Force myself to try to be pretty. I'm not. I'm not a pretty. I'm a, I'm a handsome guy, but I'm not a on the football field. I'm not pretty.
6: <laughs> what What were some of the best the best moments for you as an Auburn Tiger?
7: Um. Um. Well, probably the I think the crowning achievement was uh, my my last year. We won a Chick Fil A Bowl. Um, and we went out as the winningest senior class ever in Harvard history. And there's been a lot of great coaches to come to that school. Um, that was a crowning moment for me. Everybody thinks it's a sack record, and everybody thinks it's those individual accolades, the most sacks in the game. No, that, those things come, but those things wouldn't have came if my teammates not what they had to do. So I would say my biggest moment, the best moment for my life, was when we won 50 games as a senior class because nobody's ever done it, and I hope no one will ever do it again.
6: And I, and I, and I do believe that I don't think that will ever be done at Auburn again. I mean, 50 and 50 – and, five, I think is what it was and in, in, yeah, four years. later.
7: Year. we had we, we had a thirteen and zero season and right after that we had eleven and two. What's that twenty four? Then we had we went ten and something and then my other I was red shirted I think I was red shirted a year. And that year we won like eight or nine games and, So but it it, 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 it it fluctuated but it, we were very interested at winning. I think the most games we ever lost was three in my whole career.
6: Right. I mean, I just, it's just such a such a, a a great thing to have to have you on campus, and um, you know, we move on from your college years into the pro years. You're getting drafted by Jacksonville. What was that process mm-hmm. like, and going through that whole the whole combine and and the pro days and things of that nature? Describe that. Describe your your time doing that for us.
7: Well It was. It was. It was. Um, I honestly had fun with it. I wasn't really stressed out about it. The thing. The thing that that made me keep going was I knew I was going to the NFL, and as long as I was going to the NFL, I was comfortable. where I got drafted. I didn't. Um, as long as I had a chance to get in the NFL, which was a dream of mine. I was. I never wanted to be the greatest defensive end ever. I never wanted to be the biggest outside linebacker ever. I always said my goal was to get to the NFL, take care of my mom. And that's it. And once I did that, I was content, you know. Everything else was a bonus for me. So playing seven years, that was a plus for me. Um, playing with some of the greatest teams like the Cleveland Browns fan with the Jacksonville Jaguars, playing with the Tennessee Titans, playing with those teams. The Oakland Raiders, those story franchises, that was great for me, man. Um that was just, I was just I was riding away to tell you the truth. I wasn't stressing, I wasn't over oh I gotta be this, I gotta be this, I gotta be that. No. I've made I'm I'm one of the one percent that have made it to live out their dreams. And few people can
6: say that, man, and I can say that. And when you play with when you play with Cleveland, you got to play with with one of the guys that that I idolized coming up. That was kicker Phil Dawson. Yeah, Phil. You got you, go. you got the. Did right. you pick his brain a little bit? Because I know he had a little bit of a of a lineman's mentality, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
6: coming out of high school. I mean, did he have that same yeah. kind of mentality there as well? He did he
7: did, and uh Phil is a great guy phil was phil is a he's a mentor before he's a player, and that was the biggest thing for me um when I went was I was like the old head brain, if you want to learn something or you want to ingrain something, go to an old person, you can't go to a young person and try to get some of the kids they know just as much, if not less than you do. So I went to him, and I would always pick his brain and be like, what do I do? How do I take care of my body? How do I extend my career? And he would tell me, you know, and I, he was never shy about knowledge, how to play special teams and things like that that to keep you around the league a long time. And he did that for me, man. And I, I'm forever indebted to Phil for what he did and, and, the, and the words that he spoke into my life because he didn't have to give me – they don't have to give you a dime, but if they can say something that, that can, that can um, impact my life, then I'm good. And that's what he did for me.
6: Now, you said Oakland. You said Cleveland. At the time of Arizona, I think that was your most productive. Was that the most productive year that you think you had when you were at Arizona?
7: It was my most. It was. I was honestly. I was. I was so heavy. <laughs> I was content with what it was. I was. I went into Arizona with a mentality of, I'm here to kick ass and take names. Later, excuse my language. Because um, <laughs> I, I was. I had came from Oakland. I was a starting linebacker in Oakland, and I got demoted to a special teams role. I was a productive special teams player, and then I uh, I was just out there I was a free agent. I didn't know what I was going to do, and then I went to Arizona for a workout. I went to Arizona for a workout. As I went to Arizona, I I felt a I felt a sense of renewed renewed faith, renewed spirit, because I knew I was back doing what I love to do, which is rush the passer. And in Oakland I was a stand up four three in the box linebacker. I played sideline to sideline and that wasn't with me. You know? I'm not making right. excuses, I did what they told me to do. That wasn't me. so I had to learn although it helped me in the long run because now I understand football from a, a complete aspect of a whole defense and not just a pass rusher, but uh it kind of crippled me a little bit because I was I was having to learn a whole new position, play a whole new position at the highest level possible. You know, every week I'm going against Adrian Peterson as a running back, or I'm going against Nick Jackson as a running back, or I'm going against Brandon Jacobs as a running back, and these are not small running backs. They're probably the same size as me. So I'm like, yo, and I'm used to going against offensive tackles and trying to turn the corner and bend their heads, you know? And me meeting these guys at the hole and them coming full speed, I'm coming full speed. It, you have to get ready for it. You know, you have to get, you have to physically train your body and your yeah. I'm gonna hit this I'm gonna hit this guy 20, 50 times a game. He's, I'm going to keep coming or he's, he's going to keep coming. You know, and that's a difference between going against a tackle. You have to boom, press one time, boom, press one time, pass, rush, pass, rush, a tight end. That's a different aspect and just different mentality that you have to get ready for. So that was – Arizona was my most productive because it was I was back to doing what I love to do, which was rush the passer. And then I also understood my role. Oakland, I was a, I was a starter. Then I was demoted, so my head was kind of up and down. And then in um, Jacksonville, oh, I appreciate Jacksonville for everything they did. Let's just say that. Um, but it was it was a great time, man. And it was a great time because I understood everything that was going on around me, and understanding in life is crucial.
6: This is true. And and you you were in camp with Buffalo last year. Um, yeah, they released you were one of the last players that they released, making their final fifty three yeah. man roster. You're currently an okay. NFL free agent. Are you angling yourself Sorry, okay. to come back? Come back to the NFL nah. or you...
7: I mean I'll leave that door open. If, if a team call if come in for a workout, I'll do it. Because I'm, it's just fine. But I'm not that's not my sole purpose in life anymore, is to just go and play football anymore. You know, I have some great things going on over in the Caribbean with the Caribbean football association that I created. Um, I have some great things going on with the Real estate that I've invested in in the Caribbean, as well as the transport that I have in the Caribbean. So I've done a lot of great things, good things, with my with my money, and I've, I've I haven't sold. I, I don't solely depend on football anymore to 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 satisfy that thirst or that adrenaline. Right now, it's business for me now. So now when I go into a meeting, I go into it with the same mindset I did when I was attacking an opponent. I'm going to game plan this guy, this business meeting. I'm going to know the guy that's going in. The guy, I'm going to know my guy I'm meeting with. So now that. Football helped me in that aspect to where I can do that. I don't look for football anymore. If, if, if it comes along, it's great. If it doesn't, hey, I can. I promise you, I will go to sleep the same as I did every other night.
6: And we know that when you when you were still in in college, you, we know that you got married to uh, Tresca who was a part of the track team mm-hmm. at Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. And you have you have you have kids now. And, and how was that? Change that part How has that part of your life changed you As a man and as a person
7: Well, well you have to grow up quick um, In the beginning in college you never know What it is to be a husband um, You have to of what it is But you got to un- understand and really grasp grasp The concept of this woman Is really dependent on me She is. I have to care for her I took her from her father and God gave her to me So I have to care for her and I took that to heart And I did just that And then when I had my kids, I said, okay, well, now it's not about her so much anymore, but now it's about I have to take care of this family. And so I did that. And so it it just helps you, man. And it's things that I needed at the time in my life that I needed it, you know, where you need to slow down. You need to cut it out, You need to start focusing on your family. You need to start doing these things. Because um, life comes long. Life comes not long. Life comes at you quick. It comes at you fast, man. And if you don't have shields to guard you from the distractions of life, you're going to get caught. Shields meaning, oh, yeah, you ready? Come on. Shields guarding, shields meaning, okay, my kids can deflect me because I can go talk to them rather than me going and talking to somebody else. Or I can talk to my wife or I can be with my wife on a date rather than going somewhere else. You know what I mean? So it's those things that can distract you and those things busy to make sure you don't fall into the pitfalls of, of life, man.
6: And if you, if there's anything, if there anything that you can just give to the young kids who are listening to this show, and just, just some antidotes that that you can just give, mm-hmm. what would be, what would be yeah. the most important thing that you can tell them to do?
7: Hold the vision and trust the process. Understand what you want for your life, and trust that there's a process that you're gonna go through. Work every day to get to your vision. Paint a vision for your life. Whatever you want your life to be, if it's an architect, if it's an astronaut, if it's a football player, if it's a basketball player, if you're a 13-year pro in the league, or if you're a 14-year pro, if you're a 2-year pro, if you want to just make enough to buy your mama a new car, get that vision in your head. Hold that vision in your head and trust the process that you're going to go through. Work every day to get to, to attain that vision, and, and that's it. Live your life. Speak, like, speak into your life. Talk these things into your life. I'm gonna get my mom this car. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to this college. I'm gonna get this scholarship. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And once you find yourself, once and then you're gonna see yourself, your life changing. Things around you changing. People around you are gonna change. And you're gonna see yourself, okay, well man, I'm living in my vision. And once you start living in your vision, just continue to push, man, and continue to fight. But just hold the vision and trust the process, man, because life is a process.
6: And there you have it from from Quentin Groves um, If you don't mind are we Are going to play a quick song real quick And uh, come back And I want to ask you a couple more questions Before we let you go
7: okay.
6: Alright well, We're going to take a quick station All break right. We'll be right back Here's some Marquise wine glass for you
8: Oh yeah Peace to the relics. Yeah. It feels just like yesterday when I was tripping with you. Now you're long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you. It's a damn shame that you lost your life to so a jealous nigga. If he could have you, then nobody else could, so he pulled the trigger. So I'm gon' smoke all of this herb and I'ma sip all of this drink. It's taping the truth of reality, people when my mind is blank Murder, 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 i am death is like all that I think Your niggas, they banging them games, they just tryna earn them some rain Your niggas ain't playing no games, your niggas, they throwing that flame Your niggas, just shoot that on sway. your niggas, we lost But I'm here to bring us some change, my people don't put us to shame Who is to blame? Is it our mothers? Is it cause we never had a father, now we needed them I've been surged sippin' cause I needed them Slittin' cigarellas, now we needed them I don't want to die today All I want to do is get high today And let the underground sound be my hideaway I was loud, but this beat helped me find a way I got a lot, a lot of niggas in the graveyard a lot, a lot of time that was too hard Praying to my knees, I'm like, oh, Lord On the boulevard Skip this go 12 could have came and got me anytime. time Lot of drama on my mind. Went back home and Oak kill. I see my mama crying, what is going on? Looked in the mirror and I know it ain't me. Looked in the mirror, I was hungry, I was grinding, so a nigga had to go get that cheese. Too young, too young. It's a lot of young niggas in the city losing lives, losing lives, losing lives. Just too young with two guns. It feels like yesterday when I was tripping. Now you're long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life, so we're jealous, nigga If he could have you, then nobody else could, can we pull the trigger? Yeah, you pull the trigger, and it's the same song Everywhere we go That murder, 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 pistol, bang, 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 that's all we know And it's like the same song Everywhere we go You better watch what you do tonight They may take your life, they may take your soul And I don't know don't smoking on this draw. Praying to heaven, that's where I go. But this life that I live, I'm trying to get these Benjamins. we're trying to not commit these sins. But I gotta get it, gotta get it, Lord, no.
6: and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, aka the Main Event, and I'm back with Quentin Groves and Quentin. Just, just to know, um, you're you're now a, a defensive line coach at, at a community college now. Um, how was how was that? You know, ch- does that change your life some as well? Going from the playing life to the coaching life. Is that something that you plan on doing um, for a while, or is it just about business for you?
7: Well, it, it, it's something. Um, it is. It's something that we look at and we want to do for
3: a long time.
7: Um, I was the linebacker coach. I, I recently resigned from Oklahoma Community College because I was accepted another position, um, which, was, which was what I was uh, going to get into. We created this organization called the Caribbean Football
3: Organization
7: which uh, we're, going to take, we're going to develop the sport of American football in Trinidad and Tobago, as well as the whole Caribbean. So we're going we're to do, uh, do a series of satellite clinics to bring, bring kids, bring all kids 13 to 18 out and teach them American football. And within teaching them American football, we're going to let them travel abroad to America and compete against teams in Miami, Orlando, uh, Atlanta. To give them scholarship opportunities, so they have access to these scholarships as as much as, I say, as anybody to these scholarships, rather than um, them constantly going through the soccer route, the cricket route, the rugby route, the basketball route, or the uh, another like those the sports that they have in the Caribbean. I'm, I'm not, I don't knock those by any means necessary. they're great sports. But if you can give a kid another tool to possibly get him a free education, um, how could you stop that in good faith as a, good, as a human being? You, you understand me what I'm saying? So
6: def- you just that have is to true. Teach, you have to just teach the, 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 the
7: students as well as the athletes what to do. Like you can teach somebody to run a stop route. You can teach somebody to throw a football. You can teach somebody to drop a, a curl flag. You know what I mean? And once you get them the understanding and the premise behind football, and I think they'll gravitate towards it as well as the Avenue, financial as well as educational avenues that it can provide for everybody. If 10 people make it out of of Trinidad, and Tobago, or if two people make it out of uh, Jamaica, or three people make it out of Haiti, if four people make it out of St. Lucia, before you know it, you have 20 people from the Caribbean playing American football, and now everybody's looking like, okay, well, if they can do it, so I can do it? You know?
3: This is
6: true, and you, and you look at the, the prime example of, of someone from the Caribbean Is a guy like Javid Best Who played his college football at Cal And played a few years in the NFL Before concussion problems um, Ended his career He's a guy who, whose family is from St. Lucia From the Caribbean So he's one of those guys who can Who can be a testament To what you're, to exactly what you're trying to do Right, right. You know
3: what
7: I'm saying there's a number of other players. Um, uh, Cliff Averill from Haiti. Pierre Garcon is from Haiti. Um, Trinidad had a guy, uh, Vernon Hazel, he was from His family was from Trinidad. I have another guy from uh, St. Croix. His, his name is Hazel. Uh, his family is from uh, St. Croix. So there's Trinidad roots in football. But you just have to – there's not Trinidad. Excuse me. There's Caribbean roots in football. But you just have to, like I say, Teach them in boldness. Like, if you teach a kid from four to five years old what, how to play American football, by the time he becomes 12, 13, 14, he has a basic understanding of what it is to do it. You know, just like with any sport. The brain is a powerful thing once you use it correctly. And I think we don't give uh, the brain enough credit. People try to shun new things. And, and I think that's what's going to be the biggest problem for us is people shunning it and saying, well it's not this, it's
6: not our culture, it's not that, it's not blah 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 A lot of things are not your culture until you learn. You know? So it's that's very, true. very true, very, very true. And Quentin, I'm I'm so honored to have you on the show and hopefully I can have you back on. Hopefully are are you in town next weekend for the Clemson game or are you not gonna be in town?
7: I want to be so bad. I want to be so bad. I think I have some meetings to, uh, next Friday to deal with the, the uh, doing our we're doing our coaching clinics as well as our chalk mm-hmm. talk. So we have some meetings with that. Um, but if I can escape uh, the island, then I promise you, I, I would I would love to go cheer my uh, my Auburn Tigers to beat the uh, Clemson Tigers. Titan- of- <laughs> it's gonna be a great game.
6: It's gonna be a great. Oh weekend. yeah, definitely, definitely, and. um Do you have any thoughts on the SEC West as a whole this year? We know that Kirk Herbstreet has said that Auburn's a sleeper this year. We've settled on the quarterback. Is this Auburn's year great again?
7: You know, I'm a realist. uh, People are going to get mad at me for saying this, but I don't think they've settled on the quarterback. I think they I think don't get me wrong, Stan White's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Um, he did some great things for us last year. Jeremy's a great quarterback, too, but he's a great pocket quarterback. Um, what we need for Gus's offense is, name because they're
6: Alabama, so I don't have nothing to say about that, except for War
7: Eagle. War Eagle. That's it, and who else do we have in the West? A&M. And the other package. LSU, yeah. That's my – I like LSU. I I don't like LSU, but like I said, I'm a realist, and if I'm a professional speaking, LSU has a speaker case. That nobody's talking about this. An and, and, this is true. And that's the that's the, team, that's the team that I think a lot of people have to gear up for a game for. I ain't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I think we're we're a year away from winning the SEC East West, being completely dominant. Because you got to understand, we have we have a brand new defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, and you have to. And knowing the defense that he's had, it takes a while for those defenses. So I hope he does well this year. Um, I hope they. I know they my targets are going to fight to the end, and they're going to they're going to fight tooth and nail for a victory. Um, but I think they we have a chance to do some things. We have the chance to upset some people and do some things. Um, but as far as us winning the West, I pray we do. You know, it's it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a, it's going to be wide open. One one loss. In I
6: think two losses will get a team into the SEC Championship. But well, no, I definitely agree with you. And, and Quentin, it's been a great, great uh, honor to have you on the show again. Hopefully, we'll have you on the show again very, very soon. Um, where can we see you on social media?
7: Well, you can follow me at uh, Quentin Groves on Instagram, at Quentin Groves on Twitter, at uh, my Facebook is Quentin Groves. Um, that's pretty much where you can find me um, to, keep, to get more information about this. Also, follow the uh, at the Caribbean Football Association, TT, um, to get more information about what we're doing over here, as well as um, the Quest for Greatness Academy. At the Quest for Greatness Academy, this is all, these are all at um, on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, man, um, just drop me a follow Then you heard it on the show. But go from there.
6: Yes, sir. And there you have it, Quentin Groves, former, uh, Auburn great, uh, former NFL player, and uh, all-around great guy and entrepreneur. Uh, thanks for being a part of the show.
7: No problem. Thank you guys for having me, man. Look
6: forward to seeing you guys at War Eagle. War Eagle. And we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to of Underground Media. That was a special airing of Quentin Groves' last interview on the Tailgate Cruise Show back on August the 27th, 2016. RIP to him. And our thoughts and prayers goes out to his family and friends and anyone that he touched while he was here on this earth. He passed away at the age of 32 years old. Rest in peace.